Welcome back, Cosmic Family, to another episode of The Cosmic Circle, the official podcast of The Cosmic Circus, where we discuss everything nerdy in the entire cosmos. On today's episode, we will be discussing the new DC slate of films that were announced today. Uh, I'm super excited to talk about this. My name is Brian Kitson, head writer at The Cosmic Circus, and joining me today are Anthony Flagg and Drew Reed. How are we doing, guys? Doing pretty good. What's up, guys? I'm Drew, and uh, doing pretty good. Excited to talk some DC today. Hey, y'all, it's Anthony. I got a lot of thoughts, and I'm very excited to go through most of them with you this evening. I am so excited for these thoughts. I cannot wait. So before we jump into every individual project, because there is quite a few different projects that were announced today, I want to get your general thoughts. What were you thinking about this slate that was announced so far? And I know that this is not the entire slate. They said this is only the beginning of Chapter 1, titled Gods and Monsters, right? Gods and Monsters? Yes, sir. Um, mm-hmm. What were your thoughts about the slate so far? I mean, to be honest, I wasn't really that surprised. Honestly, it, did, it felt very James Gunn. Like, it felt very um, like I knew we were going to get like a mix of some Superman, Batman. I'm sure my Wonder Woman will work in there, but like the obscure stuff didn't really kind of surprise me. I, I kind of feel like I knew he was going to throw in like some kind of obscure kind of obscure characters, and I think like. I think I'm I'm really interested in the authority and uh, kind of learning more about them because they're kind of I feel like that's going to be like James Gunn's like DC's kind of how he brings up like the Guardians of the Galaxy from like you know like sea level characters and makes them mainstream. I feel like he's going to do the same thing with those characters. Yeah, I had a similar feeling because uh, the way it kind of struck me when I saw the full list was this feels like phase one and a little bit of phase two when Marvel announced because phase one was just those main characters that led up to the Avengers. And that was it. Then we go into phase two, we started getting more, you know, we got, like you just said, guardians of the galaxy. That was a little bit of a left field. So I I like that they threw in something like, you know, swamp thing and that the chapter name gods and monsters really does reflect what they have coming out. I think it was just such a out of left field for me, some of these project names. When I had originally heard them and I was reading through them, I was like, man, this is not what I had pictured for chapter one of the the new DC universe, DCU for short. But I think that it is 100% what James Gunn, like who he is, to pull some of these really wacky and zany characters mixed with the, the tent poles that people are going to really want to see. And so I wasn't 100% surprised. And I am interested in how 10 projects, 11 projects counting uh, Elseworlds, how that's only the beginning of chapter one. That's a lot of projects really quickly. I think <clears throat> he said it's going to be laid out, what, two pro- two movies and two shows a year. I think that's a pretty good balance to start off with. It's kind of like similar to how that like Marvel started. I mean, even in phase one, I know everybody's going to compare it a lot to Marvel, but mm-hmm. I think, you know, four projects a year is even more than what Marvel was doing. I mean, we had phase one, you had Iron Man, and then you had, what, you know, Iron Man. Incredible Hulk. Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Iron Man... Or Captain, yeah, America. Captain America, or Captain America or, yeah, and then yeah. Avengers. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're gif- <laughs> definitely getting in on twice the amount of projects for this before our first kind of Justice League kind of assembling. So, and to build off of that, you know, they they grab those big characters; they're already accounted for. We're not waiting for, you know, like, oh, are we getting Batman? We are, but we're also getting some stuff mm-hmm. outside of it. Yeah, I like think we're it- getting Batman kind of like in like a different. I think in a way that we have not seen in a movie before, which is interesting, mm-hmm. you know, like, it, it, I, I mean, 
since the nineties, obviously we haven't really seen Robin. I mean, I don't know if you count Joseph Gordon Levitt, <laughs> but like, no. it's going to be a while. No. It's going to be, it's been a while since, you know, we've seen the Robin in a live action Batman movie. So, you know, I think that it's really interesting that part of this presentation from James Gunn and Saffron was that they, they talked about specifically Saffron. He talked about the, the strategy was to take what he called the diamond characters, like Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, and to mix them with these lesser known properties to build like this bigger project going forward, like this bigger, more expansive world where, you know, Marvel took a lot of these characters that were like B-list characters at first and really built this world out. So I think that it's interesting to use like to have the mix of like the really popular ones and the not so popular ones. You know, going off of that, you know, our first project is a lesser known character. Uh, Anthony, have you ever heard of the creature commandos before? Nope. That was that and authority were the fun ones because I was like, every single person just about had to Google that. Like that was definitely right from the get go. Um, <laughs> and I'm just like, still, I have no idea what what they're about, which is exciting because that's the animated one, correct? Creature Commandos. Yeah, it's the DC universe is starting with an animated project. Granted. It's it's interesting because they, they have a picture that they kind of put out. Seven episodes animated, written by James Gunn himself, already in production. And you got some of these really interesting looking characters. Like we have Weasel that we know from Suicide Squad. And we have all these other different characters, like a Frankenstein-ish character and like a, a Bride of Frankenstein character and like a robot in an army uniform. It kind of reminds me of like... Uh, Hellboy, like some of the characters remind me like a little bit of Hellboy, but like just these really legion of monsters, creature commandos. I think it's a really interesting move to come out of the gate swinging with a project that is not one of the diamond characters. I think it could be really big for them, though. What I found really cool is that James Gunn didn't exactly confirm, but he said the goal here is to have those people voice those mm-hmm. characters so that when we go to live action it'll carry over to have the consistency yes. yeah i hope they do like the opposite too like i would really like to see like live action go into animated and like i feel like i, I don't know it, it you know people interpret animation differently than they have to interpret the mo- movies but i think it'd be really interesting to continue to build on both animated and movies and have like really big actors go into animated and go into like mm-hmm. these kind of smaller projects maybe for like you know just to pop up in there but i just think that'd be really cool like he kind of spoke about how you're going to see it interconnected between like movies gaming mm-hmm. you know tv shows all that stuff and i hope they kind of really like buy into that because you've never really seen that before you know it's very ambitious but it's also exciting because like that's a big ordeal to include video games. You know, sure. video game development is a whole different ball game from just movies or TV shows. And and DC has had a wealth of good games that have come out in the past. So now to include even better storytelling or connected storytelling for me as as someone who likes the game, I'm pretty excited. Arkham, the Arkham games mm. are like a standard nowadays. And to see what right. they might do that with other projects, maybe we finally get a decent Superman game. I'm on board. 
It also is interesting too, because this is something that not even Marvel has done yet because like while they had certain games, they'd never been connected to the, their movie universe. And we've had issues with the television shows prior to the Disney plus ones that they didn't, weren't all integrated. And so while Marvel is starting to build this DC is like, Hey, we can do this quicker and faster and have a better integration between it all. And I think that it's either going to be one of the greatest things that's ever happened for comic book fans, or it's going to go down swinging real quick. And I think like it's, I think with someone like James Gunn behind the wheel, it, it's, I guess it's, it's 50, worth the 50. risk. Yeah. I think it's definitely yes. worth the risk. I think at this point, like what do they have to lose? You know, like sure. DC's already kind of went down the rabbit hole. And I think, I mean, from what I've seen today, I kind of like my faith is like a little bit restored. I definitely feel, mm-hmm. uh, it feels very, you know, like we said at the beginning, it feels very James Gunn. It, you sure. know, and that's what I think we expected. So, and I think his thing definitely. I think the the monsters thing. I think he's going to be really good with that. I'm really sure. interested to see how he handles Superman. I think that's my biggest thing because Jan- Superman is not a character that strikes strikes me like as a James Gunn kind of character. You know. Be- before we get to Superman, though, on the the list coming after that is actually Waller, which is the most gun move there is bringing in his Peacemaker show through a spinoff with Viola Davis, who deserves every single show that she's ever on because she is absolutely amazing. But I think that was maybe a big shock for me because I was not expecting to, I was expecting him to bring over things, but like, this was like a blatant, like my world staying and everybody else's role, sandbox is leaving very quickly. That felt like a given. Yeah, I think, you know, like a lot of people, I think you could assume that Peacemaker was going to stay. The whole Peacemaker world that he's been building, I think you could assume that that was going to stay. Um, he even kind of said, you know, she's going to be working with Team Peacemaker in there. So I think there's still a lot left to build on that. Whether it's Elseworlds or it's, you know, in the new DCU, I think that he didn't really clarify that, as, right? Like, I don't think he said that today, whether it was Elseworlds or if it was in DCU. I think it's kind of like in a gray area right now, right? I think Elseworlds. it's 100% in the dcu i think elseworlds the only thing that was announced for elseworlds was batman 2 and joker okay in joker so like this is a part of the world what what are your thoughts on that anthony i'm not surprised at all i kind of (laughs) i mean it's like james gunn likes what he likes part of his personality is he works with the things he enjoys the people he likes working with so it it would be very hard for him to just give that up for Mm -hmm. a grander design and through hopeful creative storytelling, they can be able to incorporate it all, Uh, you know, sure. We'll get to it eventually in the podcast, but we're going to talk about how these current, like the movies destined Mm -hmm. to come out this year, how they'll play into everything. So Mm -hmm. I'll give more thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do think it's interesting. I think part of the deal when he first came on was probably that Peacemaker, the whole Peacemaker world has been building has got to stay. And that, mm-hmm. that makes sense, right? I mean, your kind of whole thing you've, you've done at DC so far has been, you know, arguably one of the more successful projects in the past, you know, five years mm-hmm. plus, you know, five years plus from DC. You'd imagine that, you know, say, you'd say, hey, you know, I, I want to keep these projects that I don't want to, you know, just completely can them. They've been the mm-hmm. most successful thing we've done here. So it makes sense that they would, they would kind of, uh, you know, come into the new world. 
I do think that it's really exciting that they got Jeremy Carver back, who was the creator of the Doom Patrol TV series, to kind of show that maybe that this it, this show, even though it is like the more uh, government official Viola Davis character, um, Waller is going to be kind of this zany show or have that energy. And yes, I I think it's interesting too that Peacemaker is going to be maybe a cornerstone of the whole DCU going forth, but. As described in the, the the announcement today, the creature commandos and Waller are kind of like the the prologue to like when it actually begins because the DCU chapter one is really going to start with Superman Legacy, which is releasing July 11th, 2025, which is not that far when you think about it. We're only about two mm-hmm. two years and a couple months away yeah. from a brand new Superman film. I mean, do you think that was the right call to start with? <laughs> Yeah, I mean Superman. That's where you kind of, that's where you got to start. You know, I mean, I couldn't, I can't really think of anywhere, anywhere else that you're going to start. Superman's going to be the leading guy in this new world. I think that's how it has to be with you know DC in general. And uh, I would assume we probably get a casting sometime this year. Um, but yeah, I think it was the right move to start with Superman. I think that's a smart thing to do. Kim's going to definitely like, you know, put in some some more obscure projects, but starting with kind of the main DC foundation. I think that's a really smart move. Um, I'm definitely excited to see, excited to see what he does with Superman. Um, I think it'll be different than what we think. I'm pretty thrilled with the fact that we're starting with Superman. I mean, when you think DC Superman or Batman are the first things that come to mind. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. yeah, such a powerful character. He's a very big symbol. So to start with him, cause he is a symbol for hope it kind of shows the hope they have in this plan, how they're starting off. And that inspires me as mm-hmm. a, as a film goer, because it's, it's telling me that they feel confident in what they're working towards. that They want to start with that as the first project and the name alone. is exciting legacy, simple. Yeah, I'm, really curious. I'm definitely really curious about that. What, what that kind of entails, you know, legacy wise, what, what do we, you know, they said it's going to be kind of half, He's like a half uh, Kryptonian, half human. I would just wonder kind of how or how they're going to go about this, how legacy kind of entail or is entailed in the movie. All I ask is that we don't get another retelling of Krypton being destroyed. I was actually watching a little video that details on Superman and it's from the 1940 Flesher film. So if you remember mm-hmm. like the old timey animation, it's that. And they made it like 45 seconds and it was effective, got to the point and then got you to Superman. I'd appreciate it if they did that. I understand they're probably going to have to tell it again because you're starting over. Or what I'd prefer is that they go the Spider-Man MCU route and just kind of offhand mention it. I think that's what they're going to do. Yeah, Yeah. I think think he said that. I think I can't remember exactly where it was. I think obviously before the slate was announced, but he kind of said that I had imagined it's going to start similar to how the Batman was kind of like in in the early years learning you are superman so you don't have to go through that kind of you know dreadful origin again origin movies is just kind of i think we've everybody's seen the origins too many times and i think he's going to start kind of similar to how the batman does where he's going to in his first couple years but he's not completely superman yet like he's still learning how to be superman i think maybe that kind of has to do with legacy just understanding who he is as a Kryptonian and a human. I think that probably play into that. I think. 
I think there's definitely a place where the story of Krypton's destruction is going to be played out, but it's not this film. And I'll get to that when we get to it, because I think everybody knows where I'm going with that. Um, so, you know, Superman, great way to start the, the DCU off. I'm more than excited. I've always been a Superman uh, gentleman. You w- will never see my Superman belt buckle that's larger than any belt buckle I've ever owned in my life, because that's how much mm-hmm. I love Superman. And so I'm glad to see that this is kind of kicking it off. But then following that, we go into lanterns and it's not called green lantern. It's called lanterns, which is like, to me, is plural. Plural. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's like arrow. It's like they hate the word green, right? Like they just don't want to use the word green. They're like, you know what? It's just lanterns. (laughs) And this, this series, not only is it indicate that the, the Greg Berlanti one is scrapped, which was huge because that was there was a lot of energy being put into that show. This one's being described as space cops with like power rings, you know? Um it's it's, it's, it's a true in, detective. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I don't know. I don't know. That just seems like a interesting take on the lanterns. And I'm really excited to see that. The most interesting most interesting thing that they said was that it, it kind of it's about, you know, John and Hal and discovering um, the, you know, there's a mystery in the series and, and how it ties into the overarching story of chapter one. And I think that's really interesting. I think Greenland, I think the Lantern series is going to be pivotal to the whole kind of chapter one. I think I'm, I'm really excited about that because we just really don't have any Green Lantern material in live action. You know, I mean, I don't really yes. think anybody thinks there, there is no. Ryan. I, <laughs> I was going to say yes, there is no Green Green Lantern movie. That is correct. Yeah, that, that just doesn't exist. So I think it'd be refreshing for people. I think there's a lot of refreshing things coming, and I think that's that's what a lot of people have to look forward to. I'm excited. It's funny you mentioned that because out of all of them, I want to say this one was probably in my top three most excited about because one, it's going to be an HBO show. So they're going to have a nice little tent pole, a big release to come out on the platform. And uh, I can only imagine what the discourse is going to be like when those you know episodes co- start mm-hmm. coming out weekly. We had so much with Peacemaker. Think about it. So imagine the like the depth of this one coming out and, and probably, you know, whenever we get that final episode, we're going to get that little teaser or whatever that leads into the big thing. Um, God, imagine if it was like Justice League Dark or something that would just well, anyways, um, but I, I want to say I'm, I'm most excited about lanterns. There's just so yeah. much potential with it. And, and bringing two, not just getting one, but we're getting two lanterns right from the get-go, working alongside each other. And he, him mentioning True Detective, like, that's... Yeah. Ooh, that's a <laughs> pretty, heavy... Yeah. yeah, I think there's such a thirst for having both Hal and John that it just... You know, people want some people want Hal, some people want John. I think it just makes sense to put both of them together from the get go. You know, I think that's just really the smartest move. And I think that that was really exciting. Was that you know we're, we're kind of getting everything right off the bat, which is nice. I will think say too that I, I've noticed as we go on that the shows that they decided to pull for television are kind of like the like the like they are the big kind of stories like game of thrones where they feel very epic and like people are going to talk about them uh anthony like you said like people are going to want to know they're everybody's gonna be talking about it around the the water cooler at work like these are going to be huge shows yep yeah definitely i think the you know you know obviously we'll we'll get to other shows but i think this lantern shows is going to be 
It's going to be big. I think it's going to be expensive. That's going to be the biggest sleeper out of this whole slate. I, I'm calling yeah, it now. I think that's, so too. that's an easy sleeper. <sighs> yeah. In it right now, people. In it. <laughs> Anthony's it calling down. it. Today is January 31st, 2023. So you have it dated. And then perhaps the, ne- the next one is the one that, Anthony, I think you described it that most people had to look this one up. Hmm. Was The Authority, a movie based on superheroes that probably none of us have ever heard of before. I don't know a single person on that roster. I looked them yep. up and I'm just like, I have no idea. I'm not even going no to say I knew who they were. So a lot of research will have to be done. I think Vin mentioned something today that he had a comic book from about 10 years, something like that, 10 years ago. He's, he said he didn't even read it. So it's like, you know, like just digging up the, I think that, that's really Gunn's specialty is digging up these obscure characters, bringing life to them and making them relevant, you know, making them kind of, you know, A-listers. You, I think I have confidence that he'll be able to do that. Have y'all seen the roster of who's on it? I have it i saw the picture there was a picture in the video that was released and the one girl was like is that is that hot girl like is but it wasn't <laughs> unfortunately yeah to be honest i really don't know i'm gonna have to do some research on that i'm not gonna pretend that i know anything did you know any of them uh, no not a single one but what's cool is that that's a very unique roster that they have going on right there mm-hmm so I mean, the yeah, names yeah, you, of, the, of the characters alone are interesting. You got Jenny Sparks, Apollo, the engineer, the doctor, Swift, Midnighter, and Jack Hawksmoor. Like those yeah, are I mean, very wild names. That's a whole team. You know, you could argue, I think there could be, may, be an argument that Gunn said that it's going to be uh, this team kind of takes matters into their own hands and they have a kind of jaded view or kind of, they have a different view than like the average superhero. So I could see it kind of being like, this is how the justice league gets assembled. You kind of see justice league versus the authority and, and you kind of get like a, you know, the yin and yang justice league kind of fighting each other. Sure. I think I could see that. What's interesting is like, it almost reminded me of like, like the Guardians of the galaxy or like the eternals where it's like so left field from what anyone was expecting, but that's exactly what he gave us. Also something that wasn't expected for me was the fact that the world of Themyscira of Wonder Woman is getting a TV show in Paradise Lost, which shocked me quite a bit. And I think that people were initially shocked because they expected that if we're rebooting everything, Wonder Woman's going to have a film. But I think this might be the right choice. What do you guys think? I'm first off just by the name Paradise Lost. It made me think of that poem was the Mm -hmm. first thing. You know, I know that's not where the name inspiration came for the show, came from the comic, which was probably inspired by the poem. But the fact that it's a prequel that we're going to spend the time in Themyscira and and just kind of from from what it seems, it's um, it's kind of like a political one, like similar to Game of Thrones. That is, there's all these different moving parts against each other trying to deal with the fallout from something, you know obviously they didn't tell us anything but just alone from the get-go what they're doing and the fact that it's a tv show so that gives us time to really build up a lot mm-hmm. so yeah this one feels like it's going to end up introducing wonder woman and then incorporating her to the grander universe but it'll be a nice build-up oh yeah i think absolutely. it's probably gonna build out the supporting kind of characters or, or you know like it's going to set the stage for wonder woman in the way that gun wants to tell wonder woman it's going to probably be you know god you know a lot of gods 
So, I mean, we've seen Themyscira before. Um, how they kind of interpret it, how Gunn interprets it is interesting to me. I think it's, I'm, I'm definitely interested about the show. And, he, you know, I love Game of Thrones. So, you know, he kind of kind of described it as Game of Thrones. So I'm interested to see that. I'm, I'm interested in where, where, where he could take this show and, and um, how it kind of sets the stage for Wonder Woman. Because that's really what this show is about. It's going to set the stage for what, you know, kind of the early, early stories that they're going to tell with Wonder Woman, I think. And what's interesting about the show for me too is that it does it pulls like double duty because I think that the show could spin out to multiple seasons because you could tell so many cool stories set back in in like you know in ancient Greece and stuff like that. But also it's giving time for them to decide if they want Gail Gadot to come back. Like it's buying them time that you're getting this little touch of this world, and then you get to see it, and then they get to decide. There's a lot of moving parts behind the scenes. That I think will play out over the next couple of years, and this buys them that time. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I, I definitely think it'd be really weird if Gal Gadot came back. I'll just—I mean, I'll be honest. If you're going to reboot Batman and, and Superman, you're going to do the Trinity. I mean, like, I, I like Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. I think the first Wonder Woman movie was great, but um, I think if they're going for a kind of clean, clean slate, I think, uh, in my opinion, I think a recast would be the best uh, best decision. But you never know. I mean, I think. Gun definitely left it up in the air right now. We really don't know kind of at the moment. So we'll see. But um it would definitely be it would be interesting if if Gal Gadot was kind of the only returning member from the DCEU. Brian, you made an interesting mention that I didn't think about. And, and I don't think you inadvertently meant to do it. It just kind of came out. I didn't think about the fact that this doesn't have to be set in just one time period, that we could actually explore centuries because you know they're yeah immortal or whatever and so we could be seeing many time periods across this tv show that that's exciting i think it'd be really cool and this is my call so pin this one no but is that i think that one of the seasons is going to end with the birth of wonder woman oh yeah 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 i mean that's yeah Yeah. i would i would assume so yeah and that's pretty much a given at this point i would say it feels like they're using that show to like buy time until they like you guys were saying to decide if they're going to keep her or not and that gives them plenty of momentum before it has to be, you know, the decision made. Well, the thing is, is do you have to bring back Connie Nielsen? You know, like, do you have to bring back these characters to tell that same story or do you, you know, how do you, how do they go about it? But um, I wouldn't be surprised if season one ends with the birth of Wonder Woman. Cause even if they, even if she's born, it doesn't necessarily mean she has to be inter- integral in the story right away. Mm-hmm. You know, she could be a baby for, a while and it continues to telling a story in season two so but i think i think they do want to kind of introduce her eventually and then we're phasing into the new bruce wayne with brave and the bold which is going to feature both batman and robin but not the robin that i was expecting we're getting damian wayne which feels like we're skipping a whole many steps in a brand new world i think it's a it's a odd choice honestly but i think that's um, that was definitely influenced by Gunn's love of Damien. And so I don't know what else to say about that. <laughs> I think that's the one that's probably the most controversial because people are trying to figure out, like they're trying to date and age Batman and see how far along he is in his career and everything. I don't have too many thoughts on that one. I, from what I understand, the Grant Morrison run is kind of acclaimed. So to have yes. good source material, I'm never against that. You know, a lot of the sure. things I enjoy reading, and watching based off of good runs. So if this is as acclaimed as it is, 
I, I welcome it. Yeah, I think I, I would probably agree too with that. I mean, you know, there's been a lot of Batman uh, over the past, you know, 20 years. I think that's the character we're all most used to. We're, we're all used to now. So I think this is a good, I think they're going in the right direction with this. I think we've seen a lot of solo Batman too. I mean, you know, I think it's time to start introducing the Bat family. You know, like I think Gunn said that it's not just going to be, uh, it's not just going to be Damian Wayne. You're going to see some other extended family members of the Bat family. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think that'll it'll, it'll be good. I I think uh, we'll get an older Batman. Uh, obviously, we're gonna get a recast, so we'll get what this is our what fourth now Batman and too many, too many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm definitely interested to see where this goes, though. Um, like I've said about all the other projects, I think it's gonna be fresh. It's gonna be refreshing. It's gonna be different than what we've seen. And I think that it is going. I think part of the motivation to have such a different Bruce Wayne is that they're trying to differentiate it from Pattinson's Batman, Matt Reeves's Batman sequel, because they're both going to be coming out in the same time frame, you know, in the same couple of years that they really want people to know that this is different. So to have another young Batman that you just had a movie of, it's going to be a little odd, you know, um, this is followed up by booster gold, which is going to be an HBO max series. Um, and I love Booster Gold, but with Booster Gold usually goes Blue Beetle. And as we know, we're going to have Blue Beetle, a different kind of Blue Beetle, um, coming out years before this. So it's an, what do you, what are you, what are we thinking about this? Booster Gold could be a, a really funny show, but I think that it also might be missing something if he doesn't have the buddy copness of, of Blue Beetle. I would imagine that the, uh, it, it'll probably lead to the buddy cop kind of thing um it better <laughs> yeah i mean i definitely i think it will i i don't know you know is booster gold sustainable beyond a season as just booster gold that's to be seen but i think a lot of people have a lot of hunger for a booster gold movie or a series so i saw a lot of people talking about that and a lot of people were really kind of excited about that and um you know i really to be honest i really don't know a ton about booster or booster booster gold um so i'll definitely have to do some catching up on him but uh, i've definitely seen a lot of people really kind of excited about this so i'm interested to uh i'm interested to see where it goes i'm interested to see who they cast i'm excited about it because it he's such a silly character in like a fun way you oh, know yeah. so it the, the one thing that really excited me about the slate and this is kind of like a general blanket statement over everything mm-hmm. it's just the variety of it you have like the hopefulness of superman the unusual father-son story of batman the prequel story of wonder woman and you have the you know the gritty craziness with Waller and whatever she's up to, but then at the same time you're also getting this probably hilarious story with Booster Gold coming back from the future with whatever he's got a disgraced football store, just because he wants to be a hero and and be relevant. Sure. And and I like that because like you can tell he's going to be like a jock type, and that makes it kind of fun. Not you know. I love Shazam, but like the nerdiness of it sometimes can be a bit much. But then you have this guy who's like, you know, he he wants to stay in the in the limelight. And so he does a very weird way of of keeping himself relevant by going in the past and trying to be a hero. It's very it's a it's a very funny character. And in fact, one of the last seasons of uh, Legends of Tomorrow uh, Donald Faison, Faison was playing the role of Booster Gold. No he way. Never, 
Yeah, he didn't actually get to be Booster Gold because the show got canceled before it happened. But he was definitely the character that was going back to get the attention. Um, and I did like you know what you said there, Anthony, as well, is that like every project is very different. And I think that part of that really became apparent to me when they announced Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, which is that's exactly be... what I was thinking. Yes, yes, thank you. You could read my mind. This is a sci-fi show about uh, about her getting stuck on Krypton and being like raised on this this last little bit of Krypton, and she's a little more jaded than than Superman is. So he's going to be hopeful. She's going to be jaded. This can be a little more sci-fi. We're going to get a little more of that spaceness that we're not maybe not even see in Lanterns because Lantern was sounded very terrestrial as as they said every project is so different and i think supergirl is going to be one of the the sleeper hits of this this slate that's yeah, the sleeper I'm, movie for me yeah i'm definitely really excited for uh supergirl i mean you know um they're doing you know we don't know if they're doing a recast with supergirl that's another one that's up in the air right now but um i think it's really interesting uh they're going to spend time with clark on earth and and uh supergirl you know on krypton um I think eventually how that kind of collides is going to be really interesting. So I'm definitely, I'm definitely really interested, definitely really interested in the Supergirl movie. Um, so earlier on, I was saying that I was really excited about some titles. This is the one that I don't know for some reason just really grabbed me. Maybe it's the title woman of tomorrow, giving it a little bit of proximity of it maybe being in the future mm-hmm. or having a little bit of time traveling elements or something, mm-hmm. nothing concrete, but, this already just sounds so much fun because rather yeah. than being this happy-go-lucky, everything's going great. It's like she's been through stuff. So it's going to be like a character that'll be a lot richer rather than... And I never really watched the show, but the Supergirl show seemed like it's a little bit more happy, cheery. It definitely oh, is, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I've seen like clips, but I've never yeah, seen, I've seen clips too. And but, I never watched like any kind of... I, I never... I don't even think... I've seen an episode, but it definitely seems kind of more like happy-go-lucky than I think this will be like a much darker take on it. Uh, yeah. And, and not so much darker, but a little bit more, what's the word? Um, humanistic. Like yes. there's actual feelings and emotions rather than, oh, I'm here. I'm going to make things great. Like she's going through stuff and you're going to see her yeah. have to like process those emotions as she's going through an extremely catastrophic loss. She loses everything all her family her think, like her world that's yeah gun kind cool. of does that really well i think he he plays into emotion really well and i think that kind of that kind of story fits really well i mean and he kind of said that uh tom king has been working with him on writing all these projects so i would assume that this is a straight adaption from tom king so i would assume tom king will have a have a hand in making this movie too so I, at least it'll be kind of faithful to the adaption so I'm definitely you know, excited what, for it. What I think is interesting is that when people got really like upset that Clark killed Zod at the end of Man of Steel, this is the Supergirl that I think would be willing to do that because she, having lost everything and being stuck in a world that is like desolate, makes you desperate. And they said that they, they even referred to her in the videos being much more hardcore. Mm-hmm. And Supergirl, I've watched all the seasons of the show. She was very lighthearted. And this one, I think, is going to push it. I think it might even develop into Power Girl, which would be really cool um, as we go along. Ooh, that's a nice prediction there, Brian. So, like, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's mainly to, to create a contrast between Clark and, you know, Supergirl. And um, once those characters come together, if they were the same character, same kind of happy-go-lucky spirit, I think that would 
there that wouldn't be as interesting as kind of uh you know clark is going to see somebody who's in the same position as him having the same kind of powers but uh a much different personality and much different you know she's been through a traumatic experience that maybe he hasn't experienced to that extent so it's going to create a nice contrast between the two yeah it seems dark which could kind of segue us into the last title right i was gonna say speaking of dark swamp thing is coming at to close out the so far chapter that we know and it's being called the horror film which i think it's interesting that we're starting with a monster show and what as of right now we know we're ending with a monster movie i think that's a really cool way to kind of like bring a full circle for what they've already announced um i have not watched the swamp thing film i don't really know i mean not the film the the tv show that came out a few years ago uh, I don't know much about the character other than that. I think this was a bold choice and I'm actually really excited to see this one. Bold for sure. Which I like, uh, I mean, uh, like booster gold, there's a big kind of uh, fandom for swamp thing. I think it's going to do really well. I think it's going to be right up people's alley. Um, how much, how much uh, input gun has on this I'm, I'm assuming that on all these projects that he announced he has a pretty fair amount of input whether he's going to write all of them probably not um he'll have a fair amount of input though but um making a dc horror movie that's that's going to be interesting uh i mean i'm trying to think has has one has there been a dc horror movie recently that i can really think of i mean other than B- batman versus superman dawn of justice because it was just that bad <laughs> Yeah, took my joke. Took my joke. But honestly, no, there hasn't been one. I think it's so, it's fresh. I mean, the word I've I've said it a million times. It's refreshing uh, to hear all these things. I think it feels it feels uh, very gun like, but it's good. I'm definitely excited for it. So the thing they mentioned about it is that it's going to investigate the dark origins of Swamp Thing. Mm-hmm. So. Sadly, we're going to have to do a little bit of origin story, but that's okay. But I think that's necessary. We haven't told the story yeah. seven, eight times like yeah. we have with Batman. We know that Thomas and Martha get shot and killed and they take the pearls. Like, come on now. How many times have I seen that? Hey, what? And, what? Is this news to you, Ryan? Yeah, I never heard that. But um, Gunn also said that he still is going to interact with other characters. So like, man, how is that going to play out when you have such yeah. a, you know, little bit of switch up there like this is completely out there compared to the rest like i'm still thinking about how we're going to incorporate werewolf by night in marvel and this is going to be a similar that was kind of my first thought yeah it was my my very first thought when i heard swamp thing was i was not surprised but i'm thinking i'm like how are they going to tie this into anything else how are they going to bring this character into any other kind of material and i think it's mainly going to be that they're going to keep the god they're going to keep the gods together and they're going to keep the monsters together and maybe for the final event they'll bring everybody together and i think mm-hmm. it'll just be something that's never been done before i disagree and, because the chapter name is gods and monsters i think they're going to try to blend them but i could be wrong yeah i think they have a lot of establishing to do mm-hmm. this gods and monsters chapter is not uh nothing we've seen before so they have a lot of establishing to do they have a lot of groundwork to do uh setting the tone for what they're doing in this first chapter i think towards the end of the chapter they can kind of bring everything in you know bring everything together and then and then it'll feel more natural i think you don't want to kind of jump too far off the deep end right away so i think although we're trying to avoid origin i think um they got to lay a little bit of groundwork first Mm -hmm. 
you know, there was one more film that was announced on this slate. And it's actually got a new kind of subheader. We're, we're going to the Elseworlds, you know, which is a really big, um, like, motif with DC Comics is that Elseworlds is just stories that are told in different worlds. And that's how he easily fit in Batman, Matt Reeves' Batman universe, which the sequel, Batman 2, um, Batman Part 2, is coming on October 3rd, 2025. So in the same year we're getting Superman, we're getting a sequel to the Batman. And I am so glad they're continuing this one. Um, I was not excited to see the, the film. I saw it. At first I felt it was a little bit long, but once I watched it a second time, I was like, man, this film is good. Baton Reeves knows what he's doing. I'm it's glad good. they're giving him a second part. And a third part, most likely. Not official, oh. but but I mean, he they kind of did say what you know, like this kind of saga. Mm-hmm. So you'd assume there's going to be more, but yeah, I mean, man, that was a good movie. It's just hard to uh, hard to make a ranking for it. I, I don't really know how to rank the Batman movies because I have such an att- attachment to um, the Dark Knight as a kid. You know, you, you grow up, you know, like as a teenager, everybody grew up on the Dark Knight. It's just like that's just one of those films that you just, it's hard to beat. But it's like you feel like sometimes, in in some ways, the Batman maybe was a little bit better. Uh, in some ways it wasn't, but I mean, I totally trust Matt Reeves. I think he, what he's building out there is what every Batman fan really wants at the moment. Besides the one, you know, who want the bat, that wants the bat family. I'm sure we'll get some of that in the Reeves universe, but I think right now they've built out this kind of underground crime, you know, crime world that every Batman fan is just kind of like, you know, gawking over. Ryan, I got scared for a second that we'd have to stop being best friends, but then you redeemed yourself there in the end. Oh, is this about Peacemaker all over again? No, no. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I was like, <laughs> I am not taking the Batman slander on the podcast today. Not happening. Um, I would never do that to you. I know. That's why we're friends. Anyone who knows me knows how much I love the Batman. Um, I'm glad that they announced it formally. We knew it was coming, but I'm just glad to hear that confirmation. But what excites me is we're getting a Batman movie in October. Like that's going to be so much fun. It's that time of the year. And, and after they did the last one set during Halloween, but released in March, it's like, okay. But it's just like, I'm so thrilled that we're doing an October release. Like I can only imagine the merchandise that'll come out for it. It'll be great. Yeah, you got to wonder if they're going to stick with the kind of Halloween theme, right? Like <laughs> you don't want to get too redundant, but it's like, you know, perfect timing. So I'm really interested sure. to see what they're cooking up. I don't know. You know, villains, there's a lot of theories on, who's going to be the villain um have my thoughts but at the moment i really i really don't know but in an article man no i'm just kidding um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so perhaps maybe one of the biggest shockers for me besides the dc slate is that when james gunn was talking about what's coming for from dc he mentioned shazam being in its own corner of the world which leads into the flash which leads into aquaman and it seemed like they are all following leading into the DC universe because he said in Aquaman leads into what we have coming up. Mm-hmm. That is yeah. huge. What you got to wonder, wonder if is he playing with us a little bit, you know, uh, is he fibbing at all? Um, I mean, Saffron came out and pretty much said that they always plan for the Aquaman movies to be a trilogy. So whether they live up to that word, we'll see. But um, yeah, I mean, James Gunn really kind of seemed to be raving over The Flash. And I think that kind of the, the movie, how good the movie is kind of inspired him 
to make that movie kind of the stepping off point for the DCU, like the starting point, kind of um, resetting the universe. And uh, we'll see how much uh, how much they uh, rearranged the end of that film to kind of fit with that vision. I'm sure they've done a little bit of work on that film. So I'm, I'm very interested to see that film in May, but um, yeah, it, it's such a controversial topic right now. It's like, are they going to keep everybody? Is everybody gone? Who knows, you know? Gunn was like, yeah, we're open to it, but, you know, who knows at this point? I have so many unorganized thoughts in regards to that. <laughs> and it's like, I know Brian's going to say, we'll put them in an article, but no, they're just so fleeting and away from each other that I just, I don't even know where to begin. Yeah, um, same. I was, I wouldn't say I was surprised, but I was, it left an impression on me when James said the flash is a fantastic movie. That means he's gotten a good look at it, like a great one. And we know that it's what supposed to come out June. I don't know. I know it comes out this year. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. And he he even said that he's talking to Muschetti, uh, Muschetti. Yeah. I could say you pronounce the last name uh, about a new, you know, another DCU film. Um, So that means that, you know, there's a lot of rapport with the flash right now. Uh, yeah. They, they must really like this film. So I was quite like, okay. He feels very, James is pretty honest, you know, like as far as how he feels about things, maybe mm-hmm. he might lie about things like Will Poulter being Adam Warlock. Wink, wink, wink. <laughs> 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 if you know, you know, uh, but but when it comes to that, you know, I, he felt I watched the video twice. He felt very earnest. Like I know he was doing what would be equivalent to PR, but there's truth. I mean, this is now his role, his job, his company. So for him to speak so strongly on these projects that have yet to release actually instills confidence in me. Sure. And I think that even in the, you know, as some of the information was coming out after on Twitter, there was talks that he is open to having, you know, Gail Gadot and Jason Momoa and even Ezra Miller return to these roles. The doors are open. It just depends on where things go. I think that he's just showing that it's very much going to be like a soft reboot, hard reboot, depending on what he wants to pick and choose. Um, but I think that it's interesting that starting from kind of Shazam, we have this new universe that's kind of developing. Now, Which I know he even are, said, oh, I think sorry. they said that Shazam was not a part of the current DCU. That's before the, but that's before the reset. So I think Shazam kind of exists outside of the reset. And then the end of the flash resets, and then you get Blue Beetle and Aquaman too, that are in the reset universe, which confused me because then he's like, then where it officially starts is Superman. So, you know, I think everybody's a little confused today, but, uh, we're just gonna have to wait a little bit more. We got a lot of news today. I think a lot of people sure. have a lot of reasons to be happy, but we're gonna have to wait for a clearer picture on a couple of things. Sure, absolutely. You know, we are starting to run out of time, but before we go, we have a few questions from our followers on our new uh, Twitter, the Cosmic Circus Podcast. And so the first one is from someone called Miss Lizzie Hill. I don't think we ever heard of her, but <laughs> hey there, Miss Lizzie Hill. Thanks for listening in. Uh, what is something that wasn't on the new site that disappointed you? I, I, oh, this is a tough one for me because I think that I wanted to see something with uh, 
the Martian Manhunter. I think that's where my heart was kind of lying. I wanted to see maybe a project. He could show up still somewhere, but I feel like he's been such an underutilized character that it would have been really great to see him and even Magan show up, do do something with the two of them that would have led to something, um, some kind of project, a TV show or a movie. So that's my one disappointment. You know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with the news that we got today. I don't know. I, you know, I, I thought a little bit, of, thought a little bit about Green Arrow, but I love the Arrow TV show so much that I almost don't want to see a new version of Arrow because it's just like I don't want it to change my opinion on the character. Um, I think Hawkgirl. I, I would be really interested in like a Hawkgirl kind of yes. like TV. I think uh, I just feel like she would fit really well with the Justice League as well in this new kind of world that they're building. You know, it's not to say that she's not going to be a part of the team, but I think um, that would have been really interesting to start off with. Um, a, a woman outside of, you know, just Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. On my end, I would say Black Canary. Oh, yes. We didn't get I any mean, notice about that. That was what I was going to say next. I'm like, we have no update or status on what's going on with that. So I was a little disappointed. Yeah. You probably have to assume that one's not, not going to happen. I mean, you know, probably never not. Know. But I thought the casting was so good and I enjoyed her in Birds of Prey. So I was like, Figure it out, you know. Mm-hmm. They still could, but you know, nothing at the moment. I, I, you know, like I think uh, there were some articles that's kind of said that James Gunn didn't want to give away too much about his plans, and there's some films, there's some big films that are uh, that he couldn't say because it would give away, um, give the away too many spoilers. Line, yeah. yeah. So the other thing still... I was, the other thing I was disappointed that we didn't really get any info on Blue Beetle. I just want to know a little bit more. I know he mentioned it kind of offhand, but like. Where are we going with this? It's going to be in the DCU. I don't, I don't know if that's 100%, but I, from the way he kind of talked about it... Um, Everything post-Flash kind of could be incorporated. Yeah, and I, there's no reason for them not to. There's not, I mean, like, I don't think the, there's any kind of tie to the DCEU from Blue Beetle. This doesn't seem like there's any reason why they couldn't um, put him into the DCU, especially if, you know, Sholo, Mary Joanna does does good work in that film performs really well i don't really see any reason why they couldn't not a problematic guy there's no kind of no issues there so which is any addition so we can bring up the next question from uday yes so uday actually gave us two questions but the first one is if actors like jason momoa are staying should the supergirl movie star sasha kelly sorry thank you um I think that absolutely, if they had a good performance, if they've done well, um, I think that they should stay. Honestly, though, I'm not, I've never been thrilled with Jason Momoa's Aquaman, so I would take, I could take him or leave him. Um, but absolutely, I let's keep, let's keep Supergirl. Yeah, uh, I'm definitely on board with uh, Sasha Kaye, uh, Supergirl. She looks awesome. Um, at the moment, it kind of seems like it's trending towards she's not going to be, uh, in the new DCU, which stinks, but. Um, I'm excited to see the work she does in The Flash, and I think she she has a cool personality. I, I think she kind of radiates like a good vibe, and uh, I hope. And, and from what you know, what's kind of out there in the public is uh, she's kind of the star of the film, kind of in The Flash. So mm-hmm. yeah, maybe uh, maybe that'll change James Gunn's mind. But for now, who knows? My ten second thought is make Jason Momoa Lobo. Mm-hmm. Yes. Go and do it, and then keep her. There you go. There you go. Okay. Those are my thoughts. Um, and one final question is, uh, Uday says, how do you feel about 
Gun only doing another soft reboot. Who do you want to stick around? I'm okay with a soft reboot as long as it works well. I think that the Flash, which is pretty much adapting Flashpoint, gives it a pretty good jumping off point to do so. Um, And I would love for, um, oh my God, Margot Robbie to stay as Harley Quinn because she has always been a very good casting for that. And kind of, Anthony, what you said earlier, uh, Black Canary, mm-hmm. it's a great casting. I want to see her more of her. Bring back the whole Birds of Prey team. Let's do it. Uh, for me, Sasha Kaye, Margot Robbie can stay. Everybody else can go. I'm out on I'm out on Levi. I'm out on Miller. I'm out on Gadot. Momoa, I love Momoa, but uh, you know, if he comes as, comes in as Lobo, I'd be happy with that. But I'm, uh, I'm out on all those guys. I think uh, it's time for some fresh faces. I'm on board with what you guys said. I'll keep it simple. Uh, I keep being the Harley Quinn that we know and love. I know we're getting Amanda Waller, which is fantastic casting. And um, as far as the soft reboot, I'm just feeling hopeful about it. It's nice to see that DC has a genuine structure in place, something to work towards, and we will see how it goes. And I think that's the perfect way to end it, boys. So while we're running out of time today, we'd love to continue the conversation with you listeners. So check us out at thecosmiccircus.com or you can find us on Twitter and other social medias at My Cosmic Circus or our new Cosmic Circus podcast Twitter at Cosmic Podcasts. Thank you again so much for tuning in to the Cosmic Circle. My name is Brian Kitson and you can find me on Twitter at Kitson301. Anthony, Drew, thank you so much for joining me today. But before we go, tell the people where they can find you. Hey guys, I'm Drew, and you can find me at uh, at Drew Reed one zero nine nine on Twitter. And then this is Anthony Flag. You can find me at Rodova underscore. Thanks again, everyone. Can't wait for our next trip through the cosmos together. Thanks, y'all. <laughs>